Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Believe in NBA Prospects here on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Josh Rodriguez. I am here with Quab, aka Yes Baby. I don't care. That's what I'm calling you. Okay, is that That's okay, Quab? Crazy. That's you could call me. You can call me that. That works. <laughs> right, you probably, you new- probably only one that can call me that. Right now, I'm probably the only one who can call you that. Listen, we are new host on this feed. I know that you guys had different hosts before, but you know what? We're taking over the show for the 2019 <laughs> 2020 college basketball NBA season. We're going to tell you all about what prospects are coming up into the NBA, I guess, for the 2020 draft. Listen, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate on iTunes. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher all these other platforms. So there's no excuse not to be listened to Believe in NBA Prospects. You can follow all shows on the Believe Podcast Network at Believe Podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V. I'm Josh Rodriguez at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Quab, where are you? I'm Quab at Quab, K-W-A-B, A-K-A-Y-E-S. Yeah, and you'll learn more about us. But in the meantime, let's get straight into this. Quab and I are going to be talking about, I guess, schools that aren't really known for recruiting, you know, you have your one and done programs such as Kentucky, now Duke. Uh, when you think top NBA prospects, I think those are the schools you think of first. Squab, am I wrong about that? Yeah. I mean, that's fair to say, right? Yeah, pretty much. Especially like Kentucky was became the the one and done school uh, with all the incoming recruits, and now Duke has kind of taken that over. But we're we're kind of go, going to focus on a couple other schools that don't really have that uh, I guess that label as of as of right now, but they still have probably some of the top prospects coming in top prospects coming in looking to change their programs i mean I don't, we'll just tell you up front there georgia memphis and then the washington huskies i mean these are three programs georgia's out of the sec memphis is in the aac and then washington is in the pac 12 now i mean none of these programs i mean you had markel Fultz come out of washington they produce i guess an nba player or two every i guess every year but no one who really stands out? Georgia, in particular, I can't really think of anybody except for like Caldwell Pope, right? Yeah, that was that was a long time ago. And Memphis, I mean, Memphis hasn't been relevant since Derrick Rose, so we're definitely talking new programs here. Um, let's get right into it. Anthony Edwards, Quab, he's projected to go first in a lot of different mock drafts that I've seen. I know you've seen a lot of footage of him. What is he like? Why is he projected to go first? I mean, there's a lot of different players that I've seen highlight footage of, and he's impressive. I'm not sure if he's that impressive where he's going to go number one in my mind, but what do you think about him and do you think he should go number one? I mean, I think it depends on – a lot of it depends on what team gets the number one pick, but as a he's a 6'5 scoring guard, and he is built like a bull, but, and, but he's also very athletic. Every – I'll say this. Um, talking to – I think it was two summers ago, I was talking to um, – a high school, a high school scout, a, a very one of the top high schools. You actually know who it is. I'm not gonna mention his name though, but he was watching. Oh, we can't do that. We can't. Yeah, we can't we mention can't, names. Can't, can't reveal. I can't reveal my source. Sources anonymous. Sources anonymous. I don't want to reveal my sources. But okay, okay. He, he was. Uh, he was actually scouting. I think the game. I tr- no the game beforehand, and just uh, sat there and watched his team play. And I think he told me he watched him in warmups and watched him for two minutes and was like. That kid's a pro. 
Right. Right off. He was like, that he, That kid's a pro. And he makes the game look easy, especially somebody's at his age and like at his size. He it just, everything just comes, it, it seems to come naturally to him. Actually, he can score from the three point range and he attacks the rim ferociously. Now, what about his court vision? I think he has a, he has a good uh, court feel. Like he makes the right passes out of double teams. Uh, Gets his teammates involved. A lot of the, a lot of times when I watch him, like he's he's able to play the point point guard. It's kind of like he's uh, similar to a, a Donovan Mitchell in the sense. Okay, so he's not a point guard. He's more of a shooting guard. Yeah, he's more of a shooting guard. Like he, but he can play the point guard if needed be. But he's more because okay. he's yeah. such a he's such a scorer. Like he play he plays he plays it two most of the time. He's a walking bucket basically. So I mean, okay. he's gonna receive a lot of attention at uh, Georgia. You think he's. By far the number one pick, though, do you think that can change? I mean, we're going to go throughout the whole college basketball season, so I assume you and I are going to have power rankings. If we were to have power rankings of these prospects, where would he be in your mind? He's a top three. Top three. I think he's a top. Not your number one? I mean, not not like right off the bat. You have have to see how he responds to, uh, I guess, conference play. Like in in the SEC, when he's going against like uh, Kentucky – a Florida, just uh, see how like he reacts when uh, he's on the scouting report. When teams are keyed in on you, like how's how's that gonna how's that gonna play out to him? But he is by far the best guard in this upcoming draft. By like, far, really, think, it feels like like it really feels like like he's he just turned eighteen, right? You are talking shooting guard or guard like guard period? I guess I'm just saying guard. Really? Guard. So like so like Cassius Stanley and. We'll get into Boogie Ellis later. All those type of guys. I mean, you take. I mean, you're gonna like, for example, like let's say I'll say this. Like maybe if you're if you're a team and you're looking for a point guard, yeah. Uh, you might you might look at a what is it? Cole, Cole Anthony. Anthony. A Cole Anthony, or even like a Lamelo Ball. Right. Who, I think we'll we'll probably we'll probably do a segment, a, a show, a segment where we uh, talk that's about a, yeah, talk about point episode. guards. You know, I'm yeah. definitely because you know we we love our point guards. So yeah, uh, just disclaimer here: I am a pass first point guard by nature. Not saying that I'm an NBA prospect or that I'm even close to that. But when I step onto a you know pickup basketball court, that's what I do. <laughs> so I gravitate to those <laughs> type of players. It's like that, I can't. That's, wait that's for that your episode. game. That was just a disclaimer. I had it. I had to get it out. I had to get it out. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, that's your game. That's uh, and you are one of the best. Uh, Passing guards I've ever played Stop with, it. hands down. Stop. Stop. It. Stop. Facts. Stop it. Those are facts. So <laughs> I know you gravitate to, towards those type of players. Um, no, I do. I do, though. You're right. I mean, the first thing I look at when I watch film, and I watch Anthony Edwards' film, and for me, it's like, I, this is so weird. So I'll I'll look at the uh, at the shot clock on the other side of the of the court and see <laughs> like see. <laughs> when are you taking when are you taking shots. So if you're taking shots early in the possession, it's a turnover for me. If you're taking contested threes early in the shots uh, in the shot clock, it's a turnover for me. And and so I see that a lot in in these younger prospects where they'll just come down and jack threes or they'll shoot threes. And um, I saw a little bit of Anthony Edwards, but it looked too easy for him. That's you know what, what I'm mean? saying. So, like, so it's like, you know what? He might be taking these shots and it might be bad decisions, but at the same time, it's like he's really freaking good. It just looks like he's on another level. That's 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 the case with him. Like, um, I remember there was one game, I don't know what the situation was, but he didn't play the first half of the game, either like a suspension or something, either the first half or the first quarter. But he checked in and had like 30 points, like he reeled it off like it was nothing. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I you're different. Like you easy. can tell. Yeah, it's too easy. Like the game comes, he's different. Like he's and he's aggressive and he competes. That's the one thing. Like he doesn't he doesn't slack when he plays. He competes hard. So, all right. And Tom Crean, by the way, I mean, <laughs> he went from where did he start? Uh, I know he was he was at Marquette. Marquette. 
He was at Marquette, then he went to Indiana, now he's at Georgia. I, I didn't look at Tom Crean as like this massive recruiter, but apparently he knows what he's doing. I mean, he had, he had Dwayne Wade, and you look at Indiana, he had Oladipo, he had uh, Zeller. Uh, he, I mean, the, this, this came Eric Gordon. Yeah. Eric, was Eric Gordon? I think, yeah, I think he had Eric Gordon yeah, too. I think he did have Eric Gordon. See, that's, that, this is like, a lot of people were like, oh, wow, he chose, he is from, the kid is from Georgia, but like, Tom Cream, he could have easily sold him on it. was like, look, I coached Dwayne Wade. I coached Victor Oladipo. Like, this is who some people are comparing you to Wade. Like, I can help you get to the league easily. He has a track record, so. I just never looked at Tom Cream like that. He always seemed kind of doofy to me and just <laughs> and there in the way. But speaking of recruiter, I mean, Penny Hardaway now is the coach of Memphis, um, and he's bringing talent with him. I guess his name and his aura and his and everything that goes along with the name Penny Hardaway has gotten some attention of these younger prospects, which actually kind of surprises me because I wasn't sure if they would know who he was. Not saying that, you know, he isn't an all-time great or could have been an all-time great if he stayed healthy, but it's surprising to me that this generation actually respects him enough to be like, you know what, that's where I want to play basketball over Kentucky, over Duke, over the UCLA's, over these traditional powerhouses. Are you surprised that Penny Hardaway has this incoming draft class? Uh, not really, just because no. – um... Nah, I mean it's he's because he's known in Memphis. So he he he's like a hometown hero. Yeah, and also like I think it makes a difference if a uh, if a six seven guard walks into your uh, your your living room. It's like yeah, I want you to play for me. And if your kid like oh I don't know who this is and like oh here 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 so go on YouTube, look me up. And if you and if you look at his highlights, he was a bad man back in the day. You know this. So if a kid is looking at that, it's like oh okay he could. He could possibly get me. He could get me to the league, and he's come out and said, "I want to get. I want to get my kids to the NBA." They put out. I know a couple of times they put out um workout videos uh for them during the preseason, and it's like it would be like him and uh Mike Miller, also a former NBA player. Yeah, now, now Mike Miller's an assist- <laughs> Penny assistant Mike coach. Miller. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, and they're, and they're playing against and they're playing against the kids. Also, I, I um he's no longer a coach there, but one of the other assistant coaches was Sam Mitchell. But he was on. So they had they basically have like, hey, we have like people that have been in the NBA. Like this is we know this is where you want to go. What what makes Memphis stand out though? Like to me, it's like they're in a, I guess mid level conference. Would you call the AAC that? I don't really think that they are particularly in a conference where I would like. You know what? I got to go play there if I want to make the league. Like what what else is it though? Is it just the name? Um, I guess I don't. I mean, they're 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 trying to build something from the. They're starting to yeah. build something where like. Memphis still, even even though like they haven't been known for a while, they still have a, they still have a history. So, with one with Penny, then with Derrick Rose, like that's true. So yeah, Every I mean, once so in a while they pop up on you. Exactly, like they 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 still. And I mean, if there's there the what is it the hometown school, right? And you got the hometown school. And you're like, look, we can. You're telling kids, yo, we can win a national championship. We can get you to the league. Like, what, what else do you really need? I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. No, I, mean, well, I mean, they brought in a really nice class. I mean, starting with James Wiseman, he's a seven-one freshman. Uh, some say the number one player in his class. Um, to me, he just looked like a gazelle, <laughs> a long, lanky, dunking on everybody. Freak, um, freak athlete. He didn't really seem too selfish. I mean, he, he seemed really good defensively, very high on a lot of mock drafts. I, the one that I was referring to before, he's number two. So is he in your top three like Anthony Edwards? What do you think of James Wiseman? Yeah, definitely. He's definitely in the top. Like he could also, he could possibly go number one. Also, he's the other one that's like, it's either a lot of people are saying it's either going to be him or Anthony Edwards. Uh, 
being a he's just like a like you said seven one runs the floor like a gazelle actually has shown like he has range out to the three-point line but he doesn't stay out there he plays tough inside has touch that's good i would yeah. prefer that in my big men to be honest with you than to shoot threes all the damn time yeah because that's 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 what's becoming like the norm right now it's like you're if you're a big man you have to be able to shoot a three so like a lot of, a lot of players are like drifting out he's capable of hitting threes like off the dribble can handle the ball but he is tough inside like he could be the number one pick also Talk to me about Precious Achua. He's 6'9". Now, I watch a video of him, and he was just like windmill dunking, fast break dunks. <laughs> I really didn't see much of him in the half-court set, so I'd be interested to see what he looks like, you know, when the game is slowed down and what NBA prospects think of him. What do you, what are scouts saying about Precious? Uh, what I've heard about him, like like you said, um, in an open floor, he's he's a beast. Like, he can grab a rebound and just kind of just go like dunk on like he's very athletic very high motor in the sense he's not that efficient in the half court like that's probably why you don't see a lot of videos saving the half court like he has improved his jumper like he's able to hit mid-range mid-range shots and three-pointers but it's not it's not like uh it's not it's not very consistent right now he makes up his mind what shot he's gonna take before he takes it if you know what i mean like you could tell I like oh that. yeah <laughs> i hate that exactly <laughs> Like he he catches you like oh he's about to, he's about to pull up like regardless of the defense like he I I think it was it was it the um, I think the McDonald's All American game he had like he he shot like twenty three some like a ridiculous amount of shots like I was like yo that's really not your game like his future in right. the NBA is probably gonna be like uh in, depending on if he improves his three point like a three and D player like he can really guard anybody at his height he, he moves he reminds he moves me like well. When, when not not anymore because his game has evolved, but back when Zach Levine was in college, like I remember Zach Levine just being like this open floor runner who would just windmill dunk on you. He, he, he'll hit the three, but really didn't have much else to his game. I don't know why. Maybe his body type, um, his his speed, his athleticism, but he reminded me of a Zach Levine at UCLA. Not so much as Zach Levine that we see now with the Bulls. I could, like athletically, yeah, I could see that very, very much so. Like very, very athletic, like just yeah. head of the rim type dunks with ease. Right. I think Zach Zach was more of a consistent shooter though, like at UCLA, from what I remember. Like he could he could yeah, Zach could hit the three. He, he but he was either three or nothing though. He three like, yeah. and defending. I don't I don't know if he was like that good of a defender. I don't remember too far back in his UCLA days, but I remember it was either dunk or a three for Zach. Um, Precious to me, I mean, I can't tell right now. Like I said, I haven't seen enough of him in the half court, but from what I've seen, it's just been like fast break dunk, fast break dunk, fast break dunk cut to the basket dunk. I haven't really seen that skill set where I'm like, ah, you know, if I'm an NBA team, I'd be kind of weary picking him, especially if I'm, if I'm a lottery pick. I know he has the the height and the athleticism. It's all there. Uh, the physical attributes are there. But if I'm a scout, I'm looking at that. I'm like, I, I got to see more from you. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, this uh, you see, like, depending on uh, how the season goes for him, uh, he easily, he probably is still going to, he probably has his mind made up to be a one and done also. Yeah. I, I just think, like, if... He would, he would like most most kids that get picked. He would benefit for get, from getting into the right program and the right system. That's like, okay, we're gonna develop you. This is what right. you need to work on. This is what you need to get better at when he gets to the league. I think his you can't, you can't. Um, he's he's gifted at, athletically. Obviously, you can't teach that at this point. So like everything else, it can be improved on. So, okay. And then the other freshman coming into this class is six foot two freshman. I guess point guard Boogie Ellis, he's really quick. Uh, he can shoot the basketball. He seems very tough, can get his own bucket anytime he wants. His handles looks pretty crazy, to be honest with you. seems like, I think out of all the guards that I've watched, I think he probably has the best handle that I've seen. Would you agree oh. to that or no? Uh, 
I think, maybe I think up there. Maybe he's up there. He's up there. He's up there. He's up there. Okay, he's and up he, there. He's definitely up there. Yeah, but he's going to Memphis. I think he was committed to Duke earlier, but Trey Jones decided to come back for his sophomore season, and so now he's going to Memphis. So Memphis with another dope recruit. What do you think of Boogie? I Boogie's tough. Boogie, like you said, uh, everything you said is uh, exactly on point. Like quick handles, can shoot, can score, can pass. So I mean, that's a another big get for Memphis. Like when when Memphis's uh, recruiting class was coming in, I remember I was just like, wow, they got him. Wow, they got him. Wow, like right, it right. was just it was just one after the other. So and and Boogie's just another uh, addition. He um he's like with with him, James and uh, Precious. Like they have a a really athletic team. I, I'm I'm interested to see how he plays with all this other talent because even with those three, they still have a bunch of other kids that are very very talented on that roster. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I mean, I look. This is just highlight film. I'm looking at Memphis and I'm like, I don't know how they're gonna mesh. It really um, if I'm a Memphis basketball fan, this is I'm I know we're a prospect show, but uh, just talking about wins and losses when it comes to Memphis basketball, I don't know how they're gonna mesh. You have a new head coach and Penny Hardaway, assistant coach Mike Miller. They really don't have too much experience coaching kids, uh, from what I know. I think I think Penny did AAU right, and then he did Penny high school. Did it. He did high school, then AAU, so then he, he, then he, he did last year in Memphis. So Yeah, so for me, it's like, okay, well, he has some sort of experience with younger kids, and maybe that's why they're coming to his program. But at the same time, I mean, this is college basketball. You're going to be going against the big boys if you have these top recruits. So I really, as good as these prospects are for Memphis, I'm really looking forward to them. I don't mean looking forward to as in like looking forward to as I'm happy, but just I think they're going to struggle. I, I think they're gonna have a hard time getting going. I really do. I think they'll be fine in conference play because they'll be just so much more talented than everyone else in their conference. But when it comes to like playing teams in the ACC or even like a Kentucky, I don't. I they might be talented, but it, it just seems like these talents don't really mesh. Does that make sense to me, to you, or am I wrong about that? What do you think? Was I don't want to predict anything until I see like a couple of games. They're probably in my mind. They're probably going to try and play fast with all that. Uh, with all these, all these kids are so athletic and can run the floor. They probably want to pressure the ball and just just run and get out. And that's probably might be the best way for them. Like I, I completely understand what you're saying. Like you don't know how you're going to all come together and mesh. But I mean, that's 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 the coach's job. So we'll see. All right, so let's move on to the final team that we'll be talking about, and that's Washington, the Washington Huskies. Now, Markel Fultz came out as the number one pick. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, that wasn't, uh, that was uh, not a good look. It's, uh, it's still, it's, it's still to be decided, so we'll see. No, no, I, I don't know if that's still be, uh, it's, 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 it's ah, yeah. I'm giving up on him. I'm nah, I'm not. I'm not. not. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm still not. I'm, I'm holding that have, hope. Who they had last year, Claude? What was the guy's name again? Uh, Matisse. Uh, Matisse Teibel. Matisse I think Martin... Teibel. He was I, – I, I liked him a lot last year. Yeah, he, he, he was a beast defensively. So, And I think he got drafted by the Sixers also. The Sixers love Huskies, man. They do love Huskies. They definitely do. Uh, but now they're back. They have – was it two or three? They have three top prospects, um, which is interesting. The Pac-12 is – a good conference. I wouldn't say it's one of the best conferences, but it is a good conference. I usually field five, maybe six teams in the NCAA tournament each year. So, you know, I, I wonder how Washington's going to do. Let's start with the first prospect. That's Isaiah Stewart, 6'9 freshman. What do you think of him? Just a beast. Big man. Dunks everything. He's more like a – reminds me of a Derek Favors kind of – Kind of big man, just catching in the post will try to dunk on you. Kind of improved his shot a little bit, like his mid range shot, but he is he is uh he's tough to uh to handle inside. So where do, where do you think he ranks in, uh, in in your mock draft in Quab's mock draft? In my mock draft, um, early on, right now because it's so early, he 
is a possible top five, top 10 player. Him and uh, the other incoming freshman, uh, Jaden McDaniels, you're both seen as like really hot. They're both seen as lottery picks, so. All right, so Jaden McDaniels, let's talk about him. 6'11", he plays the wing? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like he plays the wing? Uh, well, here's he, the thing. I see, yeah. I see footage of him, and he, uh, a lot of it is um, some fast break stuff, but I mean, his team... Seem he seems playing seemed to be playing against I guess inferior competition. So a yeah. lot of the stuff is him going to the basket. But I did see footage of him hitting tough. I mean tough shots, uh, mid range shots, even three pointers contested. He seems like he's really talented. Uh, this is one of the players who's I watch footage of. It, I'm like you know what? I can, he's a basketball player. A lot of these players are just athletes, but Jaden to me is a basketball player. So I'm actually pretty excited about him. Yeah, he's he's tough. I think. Um... He he can play the wing. He will play the wing. He will probably play inside. He will play like maybe the power forward and small forward position. Like he's six eleven. Like you said, has a has a jumper. Like he he's knocked down. He can shoot. He can get to like he can get to his own like whatever spot he wants and get his own shot. His only problem I see is that he kind of gets lost sometimes. Like he's cool just like being on the court. There's times where he just like he's not dominant as he could be at his height and his right. skill level. Right. And and what about their last prospect, Quade Green, a six foot point guard? He transferred from Kentucky. I didn't see much of him, to be honest with you. I don't remember much about him, but he's a former McDonald's All American. Um, what do you think is his ceiling? Do you think he's going to be a lottery pick? Do you think he's going to be in the first round? Is he a legitimate prospect? No, I think he's more like a. Um, he could be more of like a a second round pick. I put him. I I think we put him on this list because of. Um, being around with this team that this this Washington Washington team, you having this much talent, you're gonna need a point guard. You're gonna need somebody that can set up the the rest of the team and still be able to knock down jumpers. Like he's a consistent shooter, um, very in control guard. Uh, when he was at Kentucky, his freshman year, he played a big. I think he averaged like around seven points or so. But with Kentucky, you know, if you if you're not one and done, somebody somebody's coming. Somebody's coming for like they're always bringing in five star recruits right one right, right after the other. So he only played I think seven games his uh, sophomore season and then he ended up transferring. But you think he's like a second round pick type? I, I to be I honest with you, I watched him Kentucky basketball last year. I don't remember him. Yeah, he, I mean he he played early. He barely played early on. I think he could be, he why. could be yeah he could be like in, in the sense where like um, comparable to maybe like a uh, Fred Van Fleet. You know what I mean? Like a, a shorter right. guard who can get you buckets, can still set up the offense. Like he's he is he's he's still talented. He's he's uh, still skilled. So being on this team and you have two and your front line is Isaiah Stewart, who might go top ten, and Jaden McDaniel. You you're gonna need a, a point guard, and him coming in as a transfer could uh it could uh, it could work in his his favor because you're gonna have so many scouts coming in. So many NBA scouts coming in watching because they want to see these two big prospects. So if you go out and do your job, you have a chance of getting drafted. All right. Well, that pretty much does it. I mean, we just wanted to go over, you know, these schools that aren't traditional powerhouses. Do you think these teams are going to be right co That's the thing. When it comes to college basketball, it's so weird. You're going to have your Dukes. You're going to have your Kentuckys. You're going to have those teams in the front end. But, you know, your Memphis, your Georgia, your Washington, they're not, they, they're not traditionally ranked that high. Memphis is going to be ranked high. Washington is going to be ranked because Washington is coming off like a really good season last season also. So with addition of them two, I see Georgia probably, apart from Anthony Edwards, I don't really know who they have. I think a couple like four-star recruits they brought in. I don't really know who else they really have on the roster that's going to stand out, but they should right. still be ranked. They still should, they still should be one of the top teams in the, uh, college basketball. 
All right, well, we're just getting started. We wanted to give you some prospects that we'll be talking about once the college basketball season gets underway so you know their names, so you know their games, where they play, and all that good stuff. Next episode, we'll be going over some more traditional powerhouses such as Duke, UNC, and Kentucky. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe. Rate it on iTunes. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, a lot of different podcast platforms. You can follow the Believe Podcast Network at Believe Podcast. This is Believe in NBA Prospects. I'm Josh Rodriguez at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore Quab. Where can people find you? I'm Quab at Quab, a.k.a. Y-E-S. And we'll see you next week for our next episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.